Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ask the Coach. So excited. Uh, We are going to be talking about effective communication. We're going to do it from the perspective of assessments. We're going to talk about how to improve team dynamics. A whole bunch of benefits today from uh, from listening to the show. Um, And I'm so excited to have Margaret McClay on the show. She's actually a certified performance coach and, um, and keeper of the assessments that I use. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning, Oliver. Thank you so much for having me. It's terrific to be here. And well, uh, what a great topic for us to talk about today. I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, we've known each other for almost 10 years, Margaret. And every time I talk about this topic to you, I get more excited. So let me just do a little bit of an intro on you so everybody knows who, who, they're, uh, who they're listening to today. So Margaret uh, McClay is a certified business performance coach. She has over 25 years of experience in global corporate strategic planning and process development. She's worked for corporations with a worldwide reach to develop production efficiencies and strategies to maximize profitability and productivity. Margaret has been affiliated since 2007 with Focal Point Coaching. She manages the Behavioral Assessment Program, sits on the Strategic Advisory Group, and is the designated trainer for incoming Focal Point Coaches. And they're lucky to have her, I'm sure, when they come in. An active member of the community, Margaret is a mentor and board member of Fort Lee High School Academy of Finance. She's the executive director for the Fort Lee Regional Chamber of Commerce, a member of the Alumni Advisory Board, chairs the NYC Regional Alumni Network for Alma Mater, which is Philadelphia University, and sits on the National Board of Advisors for the Baldwin School of Girls. She was honored with the prestigious Time, Talent, and Treasure Award for Alumni Excellence in 2012. Sounds like you don't have a lot of time to sleep, Margaret. That's awesome. Uh, No, not a lot of time to sleep, but it's all great stuff and lots of fun and great, great things happen every day. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you're not sleeping right now. I'm glad you're with us. And uh, so let's, before we even dig into the topic, why would people want to listen today? What what are they going to learn? What's important about, you know, using assessments in your business? Well, one of the things I've learned is that if you're communicating with everybody the same way, you're going to lose about 75% of your opportunities. And as I've learned more and more about behavior style and recognizing people's behavior style, how they like to be communicated with, I've just seen incredible things happen in businesses from productivity to efficiency to people working better together and all of those things actually impact the bottom line. So I hope that today we'll be able to share some of the things that you and I have learned and experienced and seen happen in businesses where they have actually applied the information and insights from the assessments to really raise their game. That's great. You know, I, I, I completely concur. You know, I use lots of the assessments um, that you have available. And um, I've used them from everything from helping my clients recruit effectively so that they're recruiting the right candidate with the perfect fit uh, for the not only the work environment that they're offering, but also the perfect fit for the skill set they're looking for. Right. Because because through, you know, through these assessments, we can we can figure out if people are even a fit to be an administrator, for instance, or to to be that person who's going to 
be skilled at going out and, and business developing. You know, I, I've used it with, with teams for communication, with large teams, corporate teams, where we've gone in there and, and we've completely changed the way they understand and communicate with each other. And then, of course, um, you know, from a sales side, I use this as a very foundational piece to when I do any kind of sales or business development training. Because if you're not communicating in the style of your potential client that they need, you might lose them. And you don't even know why you lost the sale because you just have no idea that they want to be sold to in different ways. You know, for example, the example I always use, Margaret, is, you know, the way I would sell, for instance, our coaching services to, to you know, President Donald Trump would be completely different than if I was selling them to Oprah Winfrey or selling them to Bill Gates, who founded Microsoft. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, you know, you make a great point, Oliver, that, it, you know, in sales or in anything, uh, you, you may not even know why things didn't work out. And learning the disc behavior styles, learning how to identify somebody's preferences and then be able to adapt your behavior to be able to communicate and connect with them more effectively can really, really help to fill in those gaps. Uh, the, one of the other things that I've uh, you know, recently been working with a number of clients is customer service and working with the account reps and the customer service people who are answering phones and dealing with the, their clients, uh, how to recognize even by just speaking with them uh, what their behavior styles is because so much of that work is done over the phone. You don't get to actually see someone's body language, but we know that communication is everything, whether it's in person, spoken, written, and you know, being able to understand what, somebody the way somebody needs to receive information by how their tone of voice the pace of their voice the words they use the length of the sentences or the paragraphs whether they're written or spoken can really give some amazing clues so you're right would definitely sell to Donald Trump a lot differently than Oprah Winfrey right I agree completely and well and, and I you know I'm, that's interesting that you're using it so much in the customer service arena because I'm guessing that you could use this to defuse angry clients on the other end of the phone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I've been really excited about with uh, one of the, the clients I'm working with right now, it's a payroll company, and uh, they, they pride themselves on their service. And they were still having some feedback, some negative feedback, and because they weren't listening and hearing the words as well as they should and reading into what that, those customers really wanted, they were missing some really big opportunities. And they all completed the DISC assessment, and they learned about their own behavior styles and, it, and then started to look at each other and learn how to read each other and to adapt their behavior to communicate more effectively with each other as a team. And that has now spread out to all their customers. And the difference when we're listening and screening calls to the way they're approaching you know, a frustrated or discouraged or confused client is just so different and so much more effective, and they're getting right to the, the core of the issues immediately and turning that, that upset client into somebody who's very happy and is giving gold stars and, and uh, five-star ratings to those customer service associates. It's really been, ama- it's really been incredible. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. And well, and you've already, uh, you know, you've talked about one of the assessments that we both use, which is DISC. And, and um, you know, I want to dig into that in a second. But, you know, the other benefit, even to our listeners today, is I've used this assessment when even when dealing with husbands and wives, you know, often they're in yeah. business together, but sometimes they aren't right where, you know, my experience has been that probably nine out of 10 times opposites attract, whether we're talking a relationship or whether we're talking a business partnership. So that's great because they have strengths where we have weaknesses and vice versa, but then we get together and that's what drives us crazy about each other. So we have to work through that whole piece and that's where DISC and some of the other assessments can help. Absolutely. Even with, even with parents and teenagers, it's amazing how uh, all of these things apply across the board because it's all about communication, and there are so many different relationships that we all communicate with that understanding the, the way things work and what people need affects everything we do and everyone I, yeah. we interact with. Again, I mean, as you know, you're preaching to the converted, and you know, I yeah, have exactly. uh, four adult, four adult kids, and every one of them went through DISC. You know, usually I, I say when they're around age 15 and they're old enough to understand some of the questions and and discern the difference in the words on the assessment, and then we all they all went through, and I, this was dinner conversation regularly for us, right? And one night, you know, my son made the observation, and, and we'll we'll explain what this means uh, as we progress in the show. He said, you know, there's a lot of C around this room. No wonder we always have the net, you know, have to have you know. <laughs> The, uh, our final say and, and you know we've, we've got our right point of view and we can back it up with facts and data so um, you know this not only will this work in a work environment for communication it works in your personal life which sometimes can be even more important right so um, let, let's talk about DISC what does DISC stand for what are the personality styles and, and before you do that Margaret you know the other thing I want our listeners to know is I get approached on new assessments all the time I mean for a period of time it was almost every month somebody would approach me with a new assessment and, you know, try this assessment and that assessment. And, you know, sometimes I try them out because, you know, they give them to me to try for free. And sometimes I just say, no, I'm good. But, you know, I, I've tried many out. You know, there was even one that, that's quite popular right now out in the marketplace. And I tried it out. It was a great assessment. I mean, it came back with some fantastic results. It's relatively new. And at the end, I, I you know, did a debrief with the person who gave it to me. And I said, so tell me, I have one question for you. And that is, how do I help my clients improve communication and make more money with this? And she says, we're still trying to figure that out. Well, that's what I love about DISC. You know, there's over 50 years of history and research. It's very simple to understand. And what, you know, what I find interesting is you and I use this and, and really deliver this so that our clients understand how to communicate more effectively with their teams, their loved ones, their potential clients, their customers. But I've often I've seen where people just get this assessment, oh, this shows me my strengths and my weaknesses, you know, how I want to be communicated to, my potential blind spots, but then, you know, coaches leave it there and, and they're missing the biggest component. So I'm glad we're going to go much deeper on that today. True? Well, Oliver, I can't agree with you more. Uh, actually, the study of behavior has been going on since, this, since man began. So uh, the, this modern-day version that came about in the late 20s is, you know, what we know today, but there's been fascination in how to interact with people as long as people have been around. So uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more and the importance of 
taking the report beyond just a report and something in writing and actually bringing it to life, talking about the insights, how they're going to be applied, and what those applications are going to lead to in terms of improved business, improved relationship, whatever it might be applied to. And um, I think it's there are lots and lots of reports out there and lots of different assessments, but this one is so it, it, it resonate, seems to resonate with everyone. I think later on in the conversation, we're going to share with our listeners some, some of the other kinds of assessments that are, that are out there and what the applications might be in business. But the thing I love about the DISC assessment is that it does apply to pretty much everything, and it's a fairly basic concept to be able to understand because there actually are four primary behavior styles. And that's where the D, I, S, and C come from. So we've got the D, which is the dominant factor, and that is really looking at, you know, how somebody addresses problems and challenges. And when they're faced with a problem and challenge, are they somebody who jumps right on it and goes for the results? Or are they somebody who's more cautious and more conservative and thinks through the process and how they're actually going to get to that end result? And typically we think of that as the fiery red. So sometimes you'll hear people you know, either call someone, yeah, you're such a D, or oh, there's that red coming out. So um, it's kind of easy to remember that way. The... Uh, the next one, the influencing, how somebody influences other people to their point of view is, is the one we associate with yellow. And that really has to do with how somebody engages another person. Do they do it with an emotional connection and kind of that social relationship of being inspiring and enthusiastic and optimistic and really connecting with that individual on a personal level, or are they somebody who tends to influence other people using facts and logic and data and information? And each approach is effective in the right circumstances. the next one is the steadiness factor, and that's our, that's our green, green for go. And the steadiness factor really is how somebody responds to the pace and the consistency and the environment that's around them. And we see two approaches to that. One is the, the person who prefers an environment that's very stable and steady and consistent, as, and the other other types who really like lots of mobility and juggling a lot of balls in the air and jumping from one thing to another and you know, really having a super lot of activity both for themselves and in the environment that's going on around them. And then finally, so Margaret, I'm just I, Margaret, I'm just going to jump in there. So you know, yeah. as you know, my core style is S steadiness. So that's why I always have way too many things on the go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, let's let's yeah. go on to our C's. On to our C's, and that's what I am. So you probably picked that up because I'm going right down into the details. But uh, C is blue, and C has to do with compliance and the compliance to rules and procedures and authority and things that are already established. And, and again, there, there are two different ways that we see people uh, deal with compliance. Some people really want to know what the rules are. They want to 
do things correctly. They want to follow the rules. They're compliant. They tend to be neat and organized and, um, you know, really systematic. And there are other people who are very independent and they have their own opinions and they want to establish their own rules. Sometimes they'll even break the rules just to shake things up. But uh, again, uh, there are, you know, effective, different people are effective doing things based on how their, what their preferences are and depending on what the requirements for that situation tend to be. So, little overview on what those four behavior styles are. Anything you want to add? Because you are, you are equally as experienced as me with dealing with these. <laughs> yes, I, I've used many, many, many of them, as you know. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, just to, to tie in with the C's, you know, not only the rule followers, they get mad at other people when they break the rules, right? They get upset. And um, sometimes they'll, they'll verbalize it. Sometimes they'll keep it inside. Now, uh, we do need to jump to a break here, but we're going to go a little bit deeper on this. And we're going to also talk about how to sell with, uh, with not only DISC, with the other assessments, how to recruit with them, how to improve communication. So that's right after the break. And then later in the show, we'll also talk about, you know, we're going to quickly teach some of our, our listeners on how to apply this, right? So how do you identify the styles quickly? You mentioned, you know, under two minutes on a telephone that often customer service people can do it. I've gotten to the point where I can often spot the different styles based on how they're dressed across a room if I'm in a, a room full of strangers. And Absolutely. so... Um, this, yep. this is so helpful. So those of you that are listening, remember this is a call-in show. If you're listening live, our call-in number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you have a question for Margaret or myself, or um, even if you've used DISC in the past and had some success, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. So we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. The network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, I've got Margaret McClay with me uh, from New York. We're just talking about different assessments that are available for businesses to use and, and leverage things like improving communication, productivity, um, business development. Also, um, on a personal side, how to communicate more effectively with your spouse and, and your kids. So, Margaret, uh, glad to have you on the show. I know just before break, we were talking a little bit about the four personality styles, DISC. So, the dominating personality or directive might be another word for them, the influencer, the steadiness person, the compliance type person, or the analyzer, as they're also known. And so let's let's dig a little deeper. Let's talk about the driving forces for each of these groups. So uh, the thing that's interesting is if, if you think about all the different assessments and all the different things that make up a person, this, uh, the behavior style is what we see on the outside. So if you think about peeling back an onion, uh, we see the dominance, influence, steadiness, or compliance showing up in someone's behavior and their pace and their tone and the words they use, etc. But if we, we peel things back a little bit more and start to think about what is driving somebody to do what they do, you know, because there there's, there's internal things that are driving somebody to take action. So if we think about you know, what motivates us, we call those the driving forces. And those are the things that are a little bit deeper inside us based on our interests, our attitudes, our, um, the things that get us excited and what the things that we value. And so they're kind of, they're influencing or driving, hence driving forces, why we do what we do. And, uh, while there are four of those Behavioral styles are actually six primary driving forces. And, uh, you know, kind of just as we do on DISC, we fall, everybody falls somewhere on that spectrum of that driving force. So, you know, there's knowledge and sort of this theoretical aspect, how we like to utilize and get knowledge. That's one, that's one of them. Another, another one of the driving forces is, is about utility and, you know, how people want to get utility out of what they do. Sometimes they do it, you know, without expecting a personal return or out expecting um, anything back. And other, other people really value some kind of result and, you know, maximizing efficiency and getting a return, something back for, you know, their time and their energy. Um, Another one of them, which I think is one of the really interesting ones, has to do with the aesthetics or the surroundings that somebody's in. And um, you know, some people really like the, an, uh, an environment that's very functional, where they've got everything they need right there. doesn't have to be pretty, but it, it, they've got to have what they need to be able to be effective. While other people are really driven by sort of the balance and the harmony and the symmetry 
in their environment. Those are the people who you probably find are constantly uh, straightening up their desk before they start to work and making sure that everything is just so, so that their environment is, is very, uh, very pleasing. Um, another one of those driving forces has to do with other people and how, how somebody will benefit other people and and some you know you you probably you probably can think of some people who they're really really excited to just help someone for the sake of being helpful uh a lot of a lot of people that we see who are involved you know in volunteer organizations and really committed to stewardship are they're giving of themselves that that there's a real driver where there are others who if they're going to get involved serving and helping other people, they want to make sure that there's some skin in the game. Both, you know, they want to be helpful and supportive, but they want to make sure that there's a purpose behind it and that the other people they're serving are getting involved and also um, engaging. Yeah, interesting, Margaret, because, um, you know, there are the drivers always tie back to, to the different personality styles. You know, you talked about nonprofit. You know, I've I've been facilitating a retreat for a nonprofit here in Calgary for a number of years now, and so we've done DISC on the entire team. And I can tell you, there's a much higher percentage of steadiness type individuals who often I, uh-huh. I you know I, I kind of say these folks care about people and humanity, right? Mother Teresa uh-huh. was a high S, for instance, and um, and then um, a lot of I influencers. So they love to be around people that you know often they like to serve and 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 they really like to be you know at the center of that whole piece. So you know, a nonprofit is is usually attracting, in my experience, a very specific type of personality. So you know, yeah. let's let's you know for our listeners. You know, let's say I'm walking into a potential client's office. Like, what am I looking for? How do I know if they're a DISC just based on not even what they're saying yet, but at that point, but maybe how their office is set up and what they're, how they're dressed? What would a D's office look like? Well, the D's office is going to have something to do with power, isn't it? And, yes. And uh, typically when we're, when we're looking at a D's office, we're probably seeing a pretty big desk that's uh, blocking the way from anybody getting around to the back of it, and probably some things of uh, showing the importance that they have, a trophy maybe or a picture of them uh, maybe with a prize catch of a fish or you know, a winning an award or something like that. But there's a lot of power behind those Ds, and uh, they also are very attracted to uh, the newest products, uh, the, the newest things on the market. They want to be first. They want to be out there in front of the pack. So even, you know, in their office, you may see some really brand new product that's out on the marketplace. There's lots of electronics, aren't there, that are popping up everywhere. And they're likely to have that. And even in the, in the way that they dress, they're, they're very, very likely to, uh, you know, have some item of clothing or accessory that's the latest and greatest that's just come on the market that they've they've got before anybody else does. Yeah, they want to show their their success. They you know they're proud yeah. of their success. They've worked hard to get there and probably long hours. And uh, so why shouldn't they show it, right? And often I say yeah. you know you know the, the the whole corner office thing in corporations is because you know we we do find that the senior 
corporate level, and I've worked at that level a lot as an executive coach, you know, there's a lot of D usually at, at the senior level, whether it's the senior vice president or the CEO of the company. And, uh, you know, they're proud of their accomplishments. So they want to show off that they have the corner office. And it's usually, well, as you say, you know, there's beautiful furniture in there and, and all the other things you're looking for. Now, what about our influencers? How do you know you're walking into an influencer's office? How does that change a little bit? Well, we know influencers, the high influencers, really like to engage with people. They like to have fun. They are interested in the experience that's being created. So you would tend to walk into an office of an, of an influencer and feel the energy and feel and see things that are fun, like pictures at parties or events or um, in, engaging with lots of other people. They probably have some, um, you know, lots of slogans and inspiring words up on the wall. Lots of things that uh, it kind of give the, Im- the, the importance of interacting with other people. They also might tend to be a little bit messy. And uh, I, I've, I, I, I've, I've heard a reference to the influencer's office tied back to Oscar Madison, as you may remember from The Odd Couple. And uh, it's really funny because often when I'm, I'm talking to high influencers and, and they see that, at first they'll say, Oscar Madison, that's not true. And then they'll stop and they'll think for a second and say, well, if you saw my desk, you might say that is true. But, um, you know, they, they tend to know where everything is, but probably a lot of clutter and a lot of piles is kind of method to the madness. But definitely um, the other thing is they, they really like things that are trendy and cool. So if, if, you know, you look around their office, you might see some, you know, very, very trendy items strewn around their office, even in the way they dress. They tend to, you know, have, you know, something that's, that's really, you know, the hottest thing on the marketplace right now in a watch or a hat or glasses, something like that. Yeah, um, I often, they, often, they do like to be up with the trends. Yeah, Margaret, often I say there are peacocks, right? So if we're going to put a bird to it. They like to go out, yeah. strut their stuff. They're, they're not, you know, they don't mind being bold about it. And, and, you know, they're very comfortable with that. And, you know, if we go back to our Ds, you know, our, our, well, our driven the, They're the eagles, right? They're the eagles. Above the, uh, above the crowd. And, you know, just going back to those driving forces, Oliver, one of the things I think is really interesting is, as you said, there are a lot of people in very high leadership roles in business who tend to be high Ds because they they are really focused on getting results, establishing that vision, and, you know, going after it. And if we think about driving forces and how power and influence come into play there, that commanding uh, factor is, is often showing up because they're very driven by recognition and control over their own personal freedom, controlling the destiny of themselves, other people, their business, and they have the status and the recognition to be in a role of leadership and power and to influence other people. So um, it's not surprising that you, you might see a correlation, you know, a tie back to what they value and how their behavior shows up in that leadership role. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about our S's. Let's talk about our steadiness, our folks. Is S's are the doves, and they are nurturing and warm and caring. Uh, sometimes hide that, right? You know, 
uh, keep that poker face, but you know, lots of lots of emotion going on inside, but keeping that quiet. So their offices tend to be very homey and very warm and very comfortable and inviting. You know, they they are in, inviting you to come in and sit down and feel safe and comfortable. And I always remember a gal I worked with when I was back in my apparent, my fashion industry days and. Her office was right next to mine, and she had her desk in the back, very near the back. But as you walked in the room, there was a, a table with a lamp and a rug and a couple comfy chairs in her office, in the office building. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I know once I learned about DISC, I knew that she was a high S. And um, everybody was attracted to her office. They'd all go. I think she even had boxes of cookies and candy on her table. And everybody wanted to go in there and, and hang out. She had really cute pictures that her kids had drawn with crayons and um, and things like that. So, you know, very very homey, very family-focused. And it made everyone comfortable. And uh, she was a great listener, too. So that, that's another thing. The S's tend to really be good at listening. Excellent. Now, what about that? Uh, well, it's funny. Before we can go to our C's, you know, you say great poker face. I can tell you, I, I played a lot of poker in my younger years, and I usually won, right? Because people would go. never... People would never know, I would just not give it away that I had a great hand, right? Or if I was bluffing, people wouldn't be able to figure it out because I, know, could, right? I could hide that, right? Like, you know, and, and often I'll say S's, you know, they're, they, they're fantastic employees. Usually we, there's a lot of them because they make up 35% of North America's population. But the thing they with do. S's is they, they're steady eddies. They work hard, all those things that we, that we love about employees. But they're also sometimes, uh, you know, a leader's worst nightmare because you never know what's going on in the five inches between their ears. What's going on, really going on deep down inside there? They won't tell you until it's almost too late and they're giving you the notice, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. But I'll tell you, when, when, when you spot someone like that, if you ask them a few questions and get them going and pull, pull a little bit out of them, they've got a lot to share and a lot of really valuable information because, you know, as 35% of the population, there are a lot of people who are sitting back and observing what's going on and taking it all in and, and thinking through what they're hearing and seeing. And they often have, you know, are very intuitive and have some very, very good ideas that others, like the the dominance and the and the influence, their directors and the influencers might miss because they're they're moving at such a quick pace and um, they're either diving after the results or they're just engaging as many people as possible and sometimes they don't slow down enough to really catch some of the things that aren't as obvious. So those S's are extremely extremely valuable members of the team. So. Let's talk about our C's. To the C's, let's talk about their offices. It probably is would not surprise you to know that their offices are pretty neat (laughs) and pretty tidy, and everything is in its place. And they tend to be very organized and very businesslike in the setup of their office. Um, They have the things they need close at hand. They tend to like. Things that are are proven, and things that have been tested. They're the ones who like who love a guarantee that it works and that it's been proven to work. So they probably are going to have um, you know some 
some products around and, and items around their office that are tried and true and, you know, have been around a long time but have been weather tested and work really well. May not be always up to date on the latest technology, but they've got the stuff that is guaranteed to work. And I will raise my hand to tell you that I may have been the last person on the planet to part with my BlackBerry because <laughs> I knew how it worked. It worked really well. Everyone who saw my my BlackBerry phone said, oh, I miss my BlackBerry. That was the greatest. But um, I finally had to bite the bullet. But uh, the the C's actually are tend to be a little bit formal too you know while they are logical and systematic um, they're also kind of formal so they're they're going to focus on um, you know keeping up a little bit of distance and a little bit of a wall from other people they they like to um, ask a lot of questions before they actually start to trust and they want to get a lot of information um, a lot of data and collect a lot of facts because quality is incredibly important and having um, you know quality over quantity is kind of the the their their approach and sometimes it, to the point where the standards are so high that uh, it, it they may be really hard to meet but I'll tell you what having a C on your team when you want to make sure something gets done right is can be really really important they will dot the I's and cross the T's and um, because they tend to like proven, tested items, you know, will often when when they dress, they'll they'll probably, um, you know, you'll be able to see that you know things are of very high quality, that they are proven, tested things that you know, clothing and and accessories, and they're probably um, very uh, conservative. And, and tend to be very well thought through. The you know the bow tie will match the 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 pocket handkerchief yes, and uh, absolutely. things like that. Yeah, I um, we're going to cut to a break here in, in a in a second okay. here, Margaret. But uh, that is our C's. And uh, you know, again, uh, you know, I love C's because you know the often they're in engineering jobs, accounting, anything to do with finance, IT. And you know what? I want that structural engineer to to yeah. completely dot the I's across the T's because I don't want the bridge to collapse when I'm driving across it. So you know, we need C's just like we need the other uh, three styles. We need so. Them all. We're going to go to a break, and remember, if you're listening live, uh, give us a call, 1-866-472-5790. With me today is Margaret McClay. She's a certified business performance coach with Focal Point Business Coaching out of New York. And uh, when we come back, Margaret, I know we're going to be talking about now, how do, the, how do you quickly identify the styles? How can our listeners identify those styles? How can they maybe adapt some of their languaging? And also, you know, the you know kind of the bonus piece here is going to be, they get to play with this. We'll give them, you know, we'll give them some ideas on where they can go and kind of have some fun with this because every ma- major motion picture and every successful sitcom has all four styles. So we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. 
Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, I've got Margaret McClay with us. She's a certified business performance coach. She uh, uses many, many assessments in her practice and, and trains and certifies other coaches on them, including myself. And uh, we've talked about the four personality styles, which are the, the uh, dominance type personality or directive, which is our D, our influencers, which are our I's, S's are our steadiness people, and then C's are our compliance or our analytical type individuals. You know, Margaret, I know you have so many more assessments. Can we maybe just, for our listeners' sake, just talk, you know, really briefly about each of those, um, what's available, um, and then also let's dig a little bit deeper so that we can teach our listeners how they can identify those styles very, very quickly and start using these tools even before they've ever taken an assessment. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Okay. Well, you know, behavior style, I talked about, you know, sort of peeling back that onion. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about the driving forces a little bit, which have to do with what motivates someone to do what they do. So the driving forces or motivators are another assessment, which is really great in hiring and also when there is conflict among team members or among a group of people, because, Differing values or values that are not aligned are where a lot of the conflict that occurs between people occurs. So um, that's a really powerful one, and we can actually we pair that with the DISC behavior style into something called Talent Insights, and it's a great hiring tool. It's a great performance development, great sales, you know, helping with um, customer interaction and understanding how people are going to sell as well as what's going to motivate them to sell. So really popular one is that Talent Insights. Um, emotional Quotient, EQ, which probably a lot of people have started hearing about 
recently because there's a big push in the leadership arena on the importance of not only hard skills, but, you know, sort of the softer side of leadership. And emotional quotient really takes a look at someone's emotional acumen. And why that's important is because uh, as leaders, our emotions are impacting ourselves and our staff uh, all the time. And how well those are identified, managed, uh, can have a really, really big impact on how effective a leader is. So the emotional quotient assessment is uh, really, really helpful in leadership development, leadership effectiveness. And there's a lot out um, being written about it today in all the writings about leadership and the importance of not only the hard but the soft skills as well. So uh, that's a great one. And, again, that can be paired with the with the disc and with those driving forces into something we call a trimetrics EQ. So you get all three of them, and in the report and the insights that come are how those three things work together. It's really, really powerful. Um, one of the other ones, Oliver, that I really like that you and I have had some conversation about recently is the 360 feedback. And, you know, there are... There's a lot. 360s sadly get a little bit of have gotten a little bit of bad press in the past because um, you know sometimes they aren't always used for the right reasons. But the 360 feedback tool is an incredibly, incredibly effective tool to help individuals, leaders, managers to really understand. Um, how they are showing up to various other people in their organizations, whether it's their supervisor, their peers, their direct reports, their suppliers, their customers, to have a really good understanding of where they're effective and where there are opportunities for development. And it's a, it's a really powerful assessment process to identify the most important and most valuable areas of skill, knowledge, and attitude development for people in, um, in various roles. So we really love that 360 process for helping to get, as, it, as you would imagine, 360-degree feedback from all different relationships that an individual, a team, or an organization might might have. And the thing I love about the 360 tools that you and I are using is they can be customized and so that any situation that might be occurring, whether it's for an individual, for a team in an organization, or the organization themselves, that themselves, um, all of those things can uh, get we can design an assessment so that feedback on any of those things can be acquired. So that's just kind of a a little taste of some of the things out there. I think one of the tools, you focus a lot on sales and sales development, and uh, that sales skills index is a wonderful tool as well for getting to know what someone's knowledge is about all the stages in the sales process. How well do they really understand and know what to do in any given situation in various phases as they're moving a prospect through through that sales process? Uh, And it it can really have a a big impact on getting the right person in in the right sales position or identifying where additional training can be applied for individuals and for for sales teams as well. 
Excellent. Any other ones well, you'd like to touch on? Before yeah, we no, move that's to that's a great over. Yeah, over, great overview, Margaret. Thanks so much. Um, and I know we have a little delay because you're in New York, and of course I'm in Calgary, so we'll we'll just kind of work through that. But um, we've got about six minutes left, and so I, I think that's a great overview. But uh, you know, for our listeners, there's so many, there's dozens more we don't even have time to talk about, Margaret. We're going to have to have you back on another show in the future here, just to go deeper on some of these other assessments. But uh, today, you know, just to wrap up the four personality styles. You know, for our listeners, like really, if we, if if I was to quickly try and identify which style someone is, and I can do this now, as I said, often how people are dressed across the room or under two minutes on a telephone. But, you know, you know, here's the first thing I want people to know is, you, you know, our, our compliance people are the wise old owl. Our driven bird is the eagle. That's our D's. Our, our gentle dove are the S's, the caring, the kind dove. Um, and then our peacocks strutting their stuff out there are eyes. But, you know, every major motion picture, every successful sitcom out there has at least one of these styles. And I like to use the old Star Wars because pretty much the older generation, younger generation, uh, I'm part of the older, in case you're wondering, have seen that movie. And so, you know, who's who's the D? Well, of course, it's our villain. Darth Vader was a high D in that movie. And, and you know, when we look at movies in general, Ds are villainized. That's, they get a bad rap, right, in the movie world and in, in the TV land. And then our I in Star Wars... You know, there was a couple of high eyes. Han Solo played a great high eye, you know, kind of shooting from the hip, you know, flying by the seat of his pants. And then C-3PO, never stop talking, right? So that was our robot who was high eye. You know, we look at our S, there was a couple, Luke Skywalker in that movie. And then Princess Leia played a very high S in there as well. Now we go to the new Star Wars, if you've seen them. Princess Leia has actually changed her, her style a little bit in the new movies. She plays more of a D. And much more driven and, and directive. And then, our, of course, our C, unfortunately, you know, apologies to our Cs out there right now, but that was that was R2-D2. That was the robot, the little guy, right? And um, so play with this. You know, if you're listening, have some fun. You know, if you go out to a restaurant, the best servers don't tend to be, you know, normally our Ds or our Cs. It's the Ss and the Is. And so see if you can identify them. Now, Margaret, if I first met someone, right, and they're, they're non-emotional, and they're asking a lot of questions. Who would that be? Well, I think you'd nail a C right there. Right, Asking a lot exactly. of questions is the dead giveaway. And, Oliver, just to your previous point, I just want to add one thing. Um, some of the things that I've found have been really, really interesting in identifying styles is, and I was actually with a, a, a training class in a, in a restaurant um, a couple of weeks ago up up in your neck of the woods in Vancouver, and um, I was, and they said, "Hey, let's look around the restaurant at people sitting at different tables and see if we can identify their disc styles. We can't hear what they're saying, but we are just going to watch their behavior." And it was really really interesting to see, you know, the D person you know, looked at the menu for one second, put it down, and then went to their phone. The eye was talking away, never looked at, you know, looked at the menu, looked up, talking to everybody, hands waving, and, you know, you could just see the smile and energy from a distance on their face. The, the you know, the S kind of sat very politely listening and watching, and um, the person, the, the C person <laughs> at this table read that menu for so long, it was unbelievable. I think they must have memorized everything on there. <laughs> and when the waiter came, had tons of questions. So, you know, just watching people, um, you know, even TV shows with the sound down and, and really paying attention to the body language can really, really help you improve your skills 
of identifying. So, um, I, you know, I going agree. back to your your question, yes, the C. <laughs> Move on to the yeah. next one. Sorry. Yeah. So we're 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 down to about a couple of minutes here. So um, our non-emotional asking questions when you first meet them tends to be a C. They're more technical questions. You know, they really just want to get down to the you know getting their questions answered around the prospective uh, product or service that they're going to be purchasing. You know, when we look at our D's. They're also non-emotional, but they're more tellers, right? They're going to tell you why they want to hire you, what they're looking for, and by the way, don't screw it up. Right. Because, you know, we, I can't afford to get this wrong because results are important to them. Then they're going to tell you that they're going to be very honest yeah. with you. Think Arnold Schwarzenegger. Think Barbara Walters. You know, when we go to the emotional side, Margaret. You know, if they're asking questions and they're a little bit more emotional, maybe there's a little bit more wanting to connect with the human. Um, that tends to be our S's. Right. So it could be yeah. a similar question yeah. to our C. Our C would say, Margaret, how long have you been a certified coach and how long have you been tra tra training assessments? They want to get the technical answer. Our S would ask the same question, but say, so Margaret, so nice to meet you. You know, tell me, how long have you been, been um, you know, with doing assessments and do you enjoy it? You see, they're just adding a little bit because they want to get to know you at a personal level. The human factor, right. Yep. Totally. Yep. And then when we look at our eyes... Right. Our eyes are more they're definitely emotional. They're more talkative. Right. They're talking with their hands, as you mentioned, and they're passionate yeah. and they're excited. And, you know, they're going to tell you about, the, you know, why they want to work with you and they want you to be excited with them. And, and they might get shiny object syndrome. They might have squirrel syndrome. It's like all of a sudden it's, oh, that's a beautiful picture you have hanging on the wall. And, you know, I use that as an example often in boardrooms and our eyes start to laugh because that's totally them staying focused tends to be a challenge. So, you know, so Absolutely. for our listeners, if if you're listening now, you know, there's your there's there's the secret, right? It, whether you take an assessment ever or not, now you can identify the styles. We've already told you how to communicate with them a little bit during the show. And um, and yeah, and, and so play with this. Have some fun when you watch a movies. Put a letter over everybody's head in that movie theater. You know, every every actor, every character. And so um, as we're wrapping up, Margaret, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it was a pleasure having you on today and, and so much value, so much information. I know we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. So like I said, love to have you back at one of my future shows and we'll go deeper on some of the other assessments and how people can hire using the tools and all those kinds of things. Um, also for our listeners, uh, our next show is going to be uh, next Tuesday again, same time. And it's going to be the 10 P's of selling. So I've created a document called the 10 P's of selling. It really becomes your sales cycle. Whether you've got a long sales cycle or a very quick short sales cycle, uh, this will dramatically influence and change how you take your clients through a sales cycle and what are you missing, right? Why are you sometimes not closing a sale? So um, watch for that. That's our next show. And uh, Margaret, thanks again. Pleasure having you on the show today. Oliver, my pleasure, and have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a sky-high week.